This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. Before I get started, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to everyone for listening to my podcast last week. The feedback I got was incredible. Like, I could not get over the response. It was insane. The amount of long messages I received of people saying how much it had helped them and um, how much it's, like, changed their perspective on things has been just, oh, my God, incredible. So, yeah, thank you so much to everyone who took the time to listen to my first episode and also who took the time to send me a wee message. It was so nice. So for this week's episode, oh, and by the way, you can probably tell a huge difference in the quality, I hope, anyway. <laughs> I just took the plunge and got a new microphone. It's I was testing it out yesterday, actually, and the difference was insane, so hopefully you don't notice it. Also, I just had no idea what I was doing last week. Like, when I say I didn't have a clue, I literally decided on Sunday, I was in one of those real, like, funny, hungover moods, you know, when you're just really like happy hungover or something like I was just doing loads of TikTok dances and just I don't know I was just in a funny mood and um I just decided right I'm gonna start a podcast and wrote down all my ideas of the di- for the different episodes and then the next chance I had which was the Wednesday um I just was working on the Monday and had some uni stuff on on the Tuesday so next chance I had was the Wednesday and I literally just sat down Wednesday afternoon and recorded it and then uploaded it by Wednesday evening so I had no idea that you could even edit audio I didn't know that was a thing but yeah I've been watching loads of YouTube videos and um, like reading stuff about how to get the best, how to make your voice sound the best, I guess, for podcasts um, in terms of like post recording. So in the editing process. So I feel like I maybe know a little bit more about what I'm doing. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Okay, so this week's episode, I'm going to be talking all about solo travel I mentioned it in my last podcast and the amount of people who messaged me saying they'd love me to talk about it was crazy. So yeah, I'm just going to talk all about that. I did. I know I did mention that I travelled Egypt and also went to Australia. So I'm actually going to split this up because although I did go to Australia, I was there on a working holiday visa and I was working most of the time. So although I did travel a bit, it's a, it's very different to traveling Asia so yeah I'm, I think I'm gonna save um the whole Australia thing for another podcast but yeah so I'm gonna talk about solo travel as a young female obviously so many I, I feel like most people do want to go and travel but it's actually making yourself do it and like getting over the fear and I don't know I think a lot of people just don't really know where to start in terms of planning and all of that it can seem quite daunting especially at a young age so I was 19 when I left to go traveling 
I just decided I basically I had always knew when I was younger I did want to did want to go traveling at some stage but I just didn't really know when that would be and I just I always was saving I was um anytime I had a part-time job like I always saved my money quite well because I always thought oh you know one day I will want to go traveling I, I don't know when that day will come but like I just saved in case so yeah the time came I'd been working in the same job for a year and a half in Belfast as a makeup artist and I knew I was well I didn't end up going but yeah I was meant to be going to university in September so I just thought I had this period and I was like I have the money saved I might as well just do this and also I was kind of getting a bit of like cabin fever just being in Belfast because I don't know I just was and loads of my friends were away and stuff so I literally booked my flights for like three weeks in advance but the whole the whole reason I think I got it in my head I was gonna go was because I started watching this guy on YouTube I don't know if you've heard of him he's called Lost LeBlanc and he does all these travel videos they're all like very well recorded drone footage all that kind of stuff and he does like highlights of each country and like tips for traveling um just loads of different videos like that and I started to get really into them and I just thought all these places look so beautiful and so I just decided like there's no better time than now I guess so yeah I went ahead and booked it in terms of booking so I think it's really important not to over plan so definitely do your research uh, know where you want to go but don't overbook. so all I booked was my flight there and my flight home now most people I met actually only booked their flight there and then booked their flight home after but I think being 19 and like obviously my first time being away from home like that it was quite reassuring to to just book my flight home and know that I had a set amount of time. Also, it's not a bad idea because then you have a set time that you can kind of gauge how, how far you're going to be able to go and how many places you're going to be able to cover within that time period. Because obviously, if you're going for six months or something, you're going to have a, a you're going to be able to go to a lot more places than if you're going for three. So, yeah, um, I booked my flight home. It was a flexi flight, so that meant that if I was having a shit time or something happened and I really wanted to come home, I was able to change it. And I think just pay the difference in fare. And then the only other thing I would recommend booking, which is what I did, was my very first, like my very first accommodation so that when I got to Bangkok airport I there was no messing around in terms of I knew exactly where I was going um I knew how long it was going to take to get there and yeah I just feel like it just made it so much easier especially when you've been traveling at that point for probably like 20 hours maybe even more because obviously you get the two flights and then you have your layovers and all of that so yeah just coming uh, arriving into Bangkok airport and being able to book an Uber straight away to the hostel was great. So I booked this all through STA travel agents or no I think it stands for student travel agents. I think they've gone bust from coronavirus. I'm not 100% sure but I mean at the end of the day it doesn't really matter who you book it through. You could literally go on the Skyscanner and just book it yourself. I just thought it was quite comforting to have it booked through an agency so that if anything 
did go wrong you're kind of covered by them also the good thing with them is you can kind of get like a package deal um where they provide your travel insurance as well and there was something else I can't remember anyway when I was in the um travel agents they will always try and tell you that you should like book onto these group tours or these like prepaid packages that get you your bus from here to here and your flight from here to here do not book any of that it's all the biggest ripoff ever you have no idea how much money they make off those things also you don't want to stay within the one same group the whole time i mean i wouldn't want to anyway what's so good about just traveling on your own and not being tied to anyone is that you can literally just do exactly what you want you don't need to go by what anyone else's time frames or schedules like you pick how your day goes um um if you make friends and you want to travel with them for a bit then yeah you can go ahead but then if you get sick of them after a week you're like right i'm gonna chip off here you've just got no obligations to say with anyone and trust me all those things you'd be paying for within a package you would literally get for I would say a quarter maybe even less of the price because your flights uh, your flights and everything are the most expensive part once you're there everything's so cheap and all the like local internal travel is so cheap so don't listen to a word <laughs> they say just book the flights and get the travel insurance and also make sure your travel insurance is good I was watching recently I don't know if any of you follow this girl on Instagram Steph my life her name is and her and her husband always are just like constantly traveling they're like work just from their laptops and they're always traveling and they had a bit of an accident like a motorbike accident in bali and basically her husband had to get surgery and yeah there was just this whole fiasco with the with their insurance and it just seemed like the biggest nightmare please go and watch that actually if you're going to go traveling because it'll make you realize like how important it is to have good travel insurance i know it's something people cheap out on a lot because they just think oh i'll I'll not have to use this but i think it's really important because you don't want to end up in that situation so i think altogether flights travel insurance i think that was yeah and then like the first night's accommodation in bangkok i think altogether that was about 700 pounds or so um don't quote me on that but yeah in and around 700 pounds and then by the time i bought like my backpack you know new sandals i don't know just all the random shit as well i think i probably spent about a grand before leaving so just bear that in mind that whatever you save roughly about a grand of that is going to go on getting things sorted before you actually leave the country so in terms of budgeting i went by i decided on this after watching a whole load of videos about it but um i decided to go for a 30 pound a day budget and that includes your accommodation okay so i know it sounds like nothing um but it's just a lot cheaper to travel than europe or australia or anywhere so yeah 30 pounds a day what that works out as then is 900 pounds roughly a month so if you aim to save a grand per for each month that you want to be away so if you want to go away for six months aim to save six grand actually seven grand because plus the grand you spend before you leave 
then that will give you a little bit of leeway on that budget as well and it also means that you've got if you do completely stick to the budget then you've got 100 pounds left over to do mm, the more expensive things so scuba diving um what else I don't know just you know the more expensive kind of activities and uh things that wouldn't fit really and in your 30 pound a day budget no I didn't really find it hard to keep a 30 pound a day budget at all if anything I was spending less than that I'm gonna explain some easy ways of making sure you stick to that so first one is making sure your accommodation never costs more than six pounds a night okay so I was staying in places that were sometimes like three or four pounds a night it's crazy how cheap it is sometimes that even includes your breakfast which is just insane so yeah always try and stick to that obviously you don't want to literally be staying in I don't know like a shithole so um do be do make sure you check the reviews especially the recent ones because also uh bed bugs can be a big thing with tra- with travelers so make sure you check the reviews of somewhere before you book it because the last thing you want is to go on and see that the last week of reviews is all people saying they got bed bugs from there <laughs> so yeah download hostel world download what's the other ones agoda booking.com airbnb and i would always just search where i was going next and put in the refinement thing put like maximum six pound a night and then see where it's like four stars plus then on top of that i would just make sure all of my meals were two pounds or under i mean that's pretty normal anyway like a pad thai in thailand would only ever really be a pound a pound 50 so that's not hard to keep i don't think just don't stay away from fancy restaurants like when you're traveling on a backpack you don't need to be going to fancy restaurants you're literally just getting street food and uh we family kind of restaurants so that's obviously your essential so if you're spending two pound per meal plus six pound on accommodation that's 12 pounds so if you're having a day where you're literally just i don't know say you're on an island and you're not really doing much like you're just having a bit of a beach day going from one beach to the other going to watch sunset getting food that kind of thing you're not really going to spend any more than 12 pounds so you ha- you do have days where you spe- you don't like you, as I say you literally spend 12 pounds even less and then you have other times where you're going to spend loads more so for example I got my scuba diving license when I was in Thailand and that probably cost uh near 300 pound something like that no maybe less than that maybe 200 i'm not sure i actually can't remember at all but yeah it's a good chunk of money so having those days where you're not spending as much basically on those days don't think oh i've only spent 12 pound today like i can i don't know i don't even know what you would what you would spend it on (laughs) but um don't think because you haven't spent your 30 quid that you should try and make it up because trust me you'll make up for it in other things in terms of how you actually carry money now this can be a bit tricky i got the sta travel card but i i wasn't that big of a fan of it it was kind of annoying like the app wasn't that up to date and it was a bit slow if I put money on it like I might not get it until I don't know the next day 
if there was ever any issues to be fair they were quite good uh they had like a 24-hour helpline um so i suppose it was good where that's concerned you could just use a revolut card or a monzo i apparently though there can be quite difficult when you're if you ever have any issues and you need to speak to someone about it which is obviously not ideal when you're when you're stuck for money in the middle of nowhere somewhere in in asia so i'd recommend having a backup so if you have a revolut card also get a monzo and then it means if there's any ever issue if there's ever any issues with one then at least you've got the other before i left i went to i think it was marks and spencers and just got I think the equivalent of say 50 quid of each currency of each like of each country's currency I was going to exchanged and then just put it in an envelope and kept it in my backpack so that if I ever did have any issues with my card then I had this backup cash for when I arrived into the country that actually did save me a couple of times so I would recommend doing that also just be wary of when you're getting money out you always I mean this is the same for anywhere you go like anywhere in Europe but you always want to make sure that you're choosing the option to let your bank do the currency conversion and not the ATM because the charges you can get from the ATMs are insane I think that's everything to do with money and budgeting I feel like I've covered most things about it anyway so I'm going to move on to planning and researching you could literally spend your life researching this or researching where to go and what to do there's just endless amounts of information between books blogs and youtube videos uh you name it so i bought this lonely planet book southeast asia on a shoestring and i literally didn't read it at all i just find reading stuff like that is just so useless i would rather see what the places look like on on youtube so i find i find like vlogs and highlight videos really useful for this so i would just i had this notebook and i would write down each country i was kind of interested in and then within that what places within that country i was interested in going to and then i would kind of look at the map and look at all those places i jotted down and see what the most efficient way of going around them would be obviously you don't want to be spending money to go back and forth on yourself um and you'll end up taking so much time to do that as well if you're going back and forth so you kind of want like the most logical route i guess and you want to try and work in like clusters if that makes sense so there's no point going to thailand and then flying to the philippines and then flying to sri lanka and then do you know what i mean you're just flying back and forth i mean you can do it if you want to but it's going to be more expensive for one and yeah it's just easy to travel by land and things that are close together so i ended up choosing for my first trip thailand cambodia vietnam and indonesia indonesia is not connected to them those first three are connected and then i had to fly from i can't remember where i flew from but i had to fly to indonesia so yeah just have like a rough idea in your head i know that it gave my parents a lot of confidence being able to see that i had a you know a bit of a plan it wasn't too structured you know it wasn't saying oh i'm gonna spend 
three nights here and then I'm gonna get this bus to here and it wasn't like that it was more just like a rough idea and a general direction um and how much time I kind of had as as a whole for the country as opposed to within each place so yeah that gave them because they were bricking it like they yeah I, I mean they tried not to to let on that they were but um I think they were quite scared for me uh, which is which is normal obviously I think your oldest child like the first one to go away and do this you're obviously going to be a bit worried so yeah just giving them the confidence that I kind of knew what I was doing but then at the same time you are just winging it like you don't want it to be too structured you don't want to sit down and book all your buses and um book all your accommodation and everything because part of the fun of it is meeting people when you're there and just winging it going with them I went I ended up going to places I'd never heard of before I'd never seen in any YouTube video or in any blog post so you do just end up finding your way and it's so easy to get about as long as you're staying in like traveler hostels and everything they will always keep you right the people that work there are the best people to make friends with because their English is always really good they have really good recommendations they're able to help you so much and yeah I actually ended up making such good friends with so many of the people that worked in the ho- in the hostels still have loads of them on Facebook and everything and if I ever go back I will definitely see them again so yeah as much as I had an idea of what I was doing and the countries I was going to I didn't have any plan to stick to which is really nice when you're there because if you end up really liking a place you know you can stay longer um if you don't like a place you might literally want to leave after a day maybe you don't like the people that you're with and then you can just book into a new, new accommodation so just take it as it comes what I would always do was literally the day before I was going to go to the next place then I would book my accommodation so I I did meet people who literally didn't even do this and they would just show up at the place and then get accommodation but as much as it's fine to do that I just I don't know there's something nice about arriving to a place and being able to tell like the person the bus driver say where you're going and they can like give you directions as opposed to just arriving somewhere and not having a clue where you are and where you're going there's actually this really good app it's called maps me and basically you download the country map so that you can use it offline so you could be in the middle of nowhere uh with no signal and you can still use it and the great thing about it is you can actually pinpoint loads of different places and you can have all the pins color-coded as well so for example if I had just arrived in Vietnam I would spend the first day just kind of chilling getting my bearings and then I would go on to maps me and pinpoint all different points of interest so whether that's different cities different islands um it could even be restaurants temples different attractions you want to go to just go in and pinpoint them all have them all color-coded and then it means you've got a really clear map of exactly what you want to cover so yeah you're not stuck to any time frame but it's almost like a checklist I guess um but on a map another app that actually goes really well with maps me is called culture trip so basically what culture trip is is just an app that contains loads of different blog posts and articles about 
good places to go and see when you're traveling so it's really handy if you take the first day you can do this before you go or you can do this when you're there but I would just do it when I was there on the first day I would just kind of take the day chilling going on culture trip reading through loads of the things that people were recommending and then marking those things on maps me and then it just makes it so much easier for the few weeks you're there to be able to clearly see all the different attractions you want to go to the islands you want to go to and it kind of it it gives you an automatic route because you can see you see straight away where the loop is or where you know the direction you need to go in is so both of them are really handy I would really recommend them also while we're talking about apps two other essential ones are google translate so I am vegan and obviously you need to be able to communicate that to people and also there might not you might be in countries where they don't really have a concept of vegan or vegetarianism so there's not necessarily a translatable like a word for it so you need to learn all the different phrases like no egg no milk no meat that kind of thing also it's just nice to be able um to learn the different hellos thank yous please you know all that kind of stuff and then also just if you're ever in any tricky situations where you need to communicate with someone who doesn't speak english having google translate because you can download the language so if you have google translate on you then it's just yeah it's a blessing (laughs) and then another really good one is just currency exchange which I mean sounds a bit random but it can get really confusing when you're um, not spending too long in one country and then moving on to another currency especially because their currencies are so so like one say 10 pounds would be the equivalent of this isn't right by the way but like 600,000 Vietnamese dong I can't remember what the conversion rate is but basically you're always working with like huge numbers and it can get really confusing like if you've agreed on a price for a taxi or a tuk-tuk it could be completely different to what you think it is because you're just getting confused with the amount of like thousands and millions and stuff if you always have that then you can just double check every time you're agreeing a price on something or if you just think something sounds like it's too much or yeah you can always just check it with that so in terms of actually getting around when you're there I did most things by bus it's the cheapest and it's the easiest to book most hostels will just be able to literally book them for you and you just pay the person working at the hostel um you don't need to go through any like tourist information or bus service kind of thing it's literally just all done through them so it's so easy um i think i got a few flights i just downloaded the app air asia and you can just it's really easy to work just like the easyjet app kind of thing and then in terms of like a day-to-day basis uh we always rented i say we because <laughs> i can't drive a motorbike i tried and i crashed but yeah we'd always rent motorbikes i would really recommend getting lessons on motorbike before going traveling because it's the best thing ever like they're three pounds a day to rent and if you're with if say you're with you've met a friend or something and you're you're, you're just going around with them that's like 150 each for the day and you can 
there's no like limit to the amount of miles or anything you can do you can literally go wherever so it's definitely the best way to get around but yeah I did try I tried in Thailand and it was all going well you know thought I was class and then yeah just crashed so (laughs) it wasn't bad though thankfully I, I was at I was like stationary at traffic lights and then taking a right turn and I literally just came off the side of it. I was just like, I just had cuts and grazes and stuff. There was no no bad injuries, thankfully. But yeah, I was meant to be going to the Philippines last March before coronavirus hit. And I had planned on getting motorbike lessons before I went because as much as it's fine if you don't want to drive them because you will just meet people and you can hop on the back of their bikes uh, so it's no issue I just really wanted the independence of being able to do it myself and for example I was meant to be going to the Philippines with my boyfriend at the time and he's my ex-boyfriend now but I just wanted to be able to like take turns on the bike and who was driving and stuff and it's it's a little bit of pressure off if someone's tired and I don't know I just yeah so I would recommend getting lessons you don't need to go and get your license or anything like that's not they don't require that you have your license so I mean I don't even think there's probably such thing as a motorbike license in in Asia I think because you literally see 12 year olds driving them you do meet a lot of people as well that actually do travel by bike so like loads of people will buy a bike in the north or south of Vietnam and then drive it the whole way to to the opposite side and then sell it at the end I do get that this is fun (laughs) but honestly I would not want to be driving on those highways the amount of giant buses and lorries and everything and being on a little small like moped or motorbike really really doesn't appeal to me I I think the mopeds are great for day-to-day use and for you know going and seeing all your attractions and going from beach to beach or you know just that kind of stuff but in terms of actually moving from like city to city or from place to place yeah I just find it so much easier to do it by buses also when you do if you do buses you can do like overnight ones so I would just always do overnight ones and then you're saving money on your accommodation for the night because you're just getting the bus then and you're just sleeping the whole way whereas if you're if you've bought a bike and you're doing it by bike then you have to take up like whole days of driving so it's not very time efficient one thing I will say is just never ever get on the back of a bike or drive a bike without a helmet it's so 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 dangerous and the amount of crashes you see um where if people didn't have a helmet on it could have been a completely different story so yeah I mean most countries anyway you have to legally wear a helmet and the rental of a bike will come with a helmet so there usually isn't any issues with actually getting one which is good but honestly see in Bali you just see so many idiots going around with no helmet and you're like you're literally asking to die like it's just so stupid please just please listen to me but yes I'm determined to learn how to drive a motorbike before my next trip because I don't know it's just a goal of mine like I just feel like you'd feel like such a bad bitch just driving around on a motorbike can you imagine Something that actually was really useful, I thought, and I don't think many people think of this before going away, but I looked up 
all of the scams for all the countries I was going to so all like the common scams because see if you know that a scam that you're being scammed before how do I describe this like if you know it's it's you're walking into a scam before it happens then the outcome of it is going to be so much better because you're not naive to what they're trying to do or does that make sense so like for example one time in Bali me and my ex-boyfriend got stopped by the police and now the police are so corrupt they would just want money for anything and everything um but I had seen I had read this thing about how it's such a popular scam in Bali for the police to stop you and ask to see your international driving license to prove that you're allowed to drive a bike there which is not a thing like you do not by law you do not need to have an international driving license you don't even need to have a driving license to drive a moped okay so it's just a complete scam and I knew when he stopped us what was going to happen because we weren't doing anything wrong and it was just like a random stop so I knew he was going to ask Jake for his license so literally straight away I said to Jake Jake he's gonna ask you for your international license and then he's gonna say because you don't have one that you have to pay a 300 pound fine and Jake was like what really no I, I think he's just I think it's just like a random check he just wants to check that um I have a license of some sort and and then we can go on and I was like no no, no trust me I've seen this everywhere like put take all the money right now like turn away from him take the money out of your wallet put it on your boxers and only leave say the equivalent of like 20 quid um and go over to him and give him your license and see what happens so of course we go over and the guy asked to see his license and he's like uh where's your international license and jake's like oh i I don't have one um this is my driving license i I didn't think you needed one and he goes no no you do need one um if you don't have one it's a i don't know something ridiculous like a 500 pound fine or we can give this in and you can go to court next week and we were like we're literally leaving Bali tomorrow we're hardly gonna go to court next week so Jake was like oh I, I don't have 500 pounds like or whatever it was I don't have that amount of money um I'm traveling like uh, this is the only, we're, we're literally leaving tomorrow this is the only money I have opened his wallet to show say the 20 quid and the guy's just like right I suppose that'll have to do so (laughs) it's complete it's so ridiculous and I've actually heard of some cases where the policeman will drive the person on the back of their motorbike to an ATM to get money out for them so yeah it's so ridiculous so yeah huge tip make sure you know all the scams that could happen because it actually saved my back a few times I genuinely think I could do a whole podcast on the different scams (laughs) because there's so many but oh my god I don't want this to like put anyone off um because as important it is to be wary of them it doesn't mean they're all gonna happen to you and as long as you know what they are then you're not gonna fall into the trap but yeah don't let this put you off (laughs) oh my god I'm doing a podcast about solo travel and I'm just putting everyone off it no that's not my aim here I do think it's important though to just make yourself wary of the different things that can happen almost to the point of like not scaring yourself but like I don't know if anyone's seen the serpent if you haven't you should go watch it it's incredible but I think it's good to watch stuff like that to kind of 
scary not scary but just make you realize how much you need to have your wits about you um you can't go solo traveling and just be airy fairy about it and yeah just not have your wits about you you need to be very on it you need to know that you can't trust everyone um you need to be careful about your own belongings you need to take responsibility for your belongings uh i'm trying to think of other things like obviously you've got your you know your things you need to be conscious of no matter where you are even if you're even if i'm at home in belfast like don't take a drink from a stranger don't let your drink out of your sight don't get in on the back of someone's bike who's drunk being wary of pickpocketing you know you've got your like all your kind of standard stuff but that's the same like those things can happen anywhere don't let things like that put you off from traveling and also I will just say like people in general are so so nice I had an amazing experience and every most like nine out of ten people are incredible and want to help you other backpackers like everyone's in the same boat so everyone just wants to chat and make friends and you're literally never on your own everyone's like oh but is it not so lonely you're like how, how do you do three and a half months on your own but I literally didn't get a minute to myself but yeah not just the backpackers but also the locals they're they're honestly the nicest people ever when I did have that crash everyone just like ran out onto the road to help me and to clean me up and get me into a cafe and everything like and I will never forget I think it was my first day in Vietnam I didn't really know where I was and stuff I was just kind of wandering around on my own and this woman she could see I kind of maybe looked a little bit lost and she literally just like took me under her wings to this like old Vietnamese woman who didn't speak a word well not very much English and she was just like walking me through the market and like pointing at different things and I was I I told her I didn't eat meat and all and she was like oh she was like come over here then like she showed me this local Vietnamese food that was vegetarian so yeah they're literally the loveliest people ever don't let any of this talk about scams and everything put you off because um it doesn't happen often people do genuinely want to help you and just also want to have a good time and enjoy traveling oh my god the amount of times i've said the word traveling this literally killed myself we get it we get it you've been traveling okay Okay, on that note, I'm gonna finish the podcast there. (laughs) I feel like I still have so much to say about this topic, so maybe I'll do another one about this. Thank you so much for listening. Please know that your support and your feedback literally means the world. I am still overwhelmed by the response to my last one. So yeah, thank you so much again and I'll talk to you next time.